A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have it to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Abushi is finally all elite via video package. Oh, it's the most terrifying video package of all time because nobody can finish their pilmanizing moves. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luco in DAD, who's looking at me with a grump on his face. I've got a grump <clears> on my face. Because he's like, why do you have to go burying this? I'm worried about people having a negative reaction to this for a segment that everyone's really enjoyed. Mm. And I don't want to be the only podcast in the existence of wrestling YouTube that's coming in and be like, actually, I wasn't that good, that. Because it reflects poorly upon me, Oliver Davis. If you believe in the truth of Ollie Davis's <laughs> opinion, press the subscribe button. Or if you, if also if you believe in other things, please also press the subscribe. <laughs> press the thumbs up button. Leave us a comment down below with what you thought of this episode, and send in those Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars while we get into our main discussion point, which was the closing segment of the show. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club revealed their fifth member to be Pack, a returning Pack. That's very exciting. Very good storyline, makes complete sense as well. Used to feud with Kenny Omega. It was Kenny who sort of fractured injured the, him, fractured, fractured his face. face. They took the trio's titles from them and yeah. had that best of seven series. Mm-hmm. And all, like even before then, the sort of Pack, Orange Cassidy, Kenny Omega three-way mm-hmm. feud and all that lark. Uh, and... They beat down Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega sort of walked into Don Callis' trap because Don was like, I'm not scared of that gutless coward, Kenny Omega. I'm going to announce the fifth man all by myself. I'll be all like the perfect bait. I'll just be there in the ring. The cock bait that he is Mm -hmm. looking... So one of the mods, I think. It was Jenna. Don Fallis. Don Fallis. We had someone who messaged to say, you should call him Don Fallis. Mm-hmm. Because you, last week you said that Don Callis looks like a penis. Yeah, especially with the scar. Yeah, you know it's it's a it feels like a drawing and of the, the penis. Add the sunglasses. Yeah, well. Yeah. Do and you not? Yeah. Does yours not? Oh, that's what I mean. It's because I've got mine has sunglasses, and it just goes <laughs> removes them, and it's just got access to video packages from 1987. That's just yeah. like here's our here's how we started, kid. <laughs> uh, so. Kenny walked into that trap, and that's when they revealed Pac and John Mox is there. I think Claudio was there. They're all beating them up. They're about to pilmanize Kenny's neck. Pac cut a, a sort of 
a promo as well. I missed his promos. Yeah, it I really like Pack promos. It was because Pack was a genuine surprise. Mm. I don't think people really knew who the fifth member of uh, Combat Club and Takeshita's team was going to be. Well, we were worried. Well, that's it. But <laughs> I think that was a really good red herring. Yeah, like Chris they, Jericho. We're talking Jericho because they set up Jericho last week to possibly be in Blood and Guts, and even on this show again, they had the segment with Don Callis asking mm. Jericho to be part of his family. And I said last week, being like, oh, man, I don't want Jericho in that match. Nothing against Jericho. It's just I'm really enjoying this storyline, and he doesn't need to be there. Like, he's not part of this storyline. So, like, Pac was a genuine surprise, because I thought it was, was going to be one of two names. It is either going to be Eva Luno, or it's going to be CM Punk. Like, it's, it's going to be one of those two names. And this second name here seems very unlikely. Mm. But what if? And I was like, that'd been amazing. But I was like, but Eva Luno or Silver or Reynolds makes way more sense. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that makes sense within the story. And so when it was packed, it was a genuine like, oh, oh, that's a great, that's a brilliant option. It yeah. works so well with everything they're doing. I just I hadn't thought of Pack. And I hope Pack joins the Blackpool Combat Club, a faction befitting <laughs> of his character, as what opposed to well, he's not really a luchador, is he? <laughs> but it's it's he's not related to Pentagon. They're not called the luchadors; they're called Death Triangle. I never. And he loves triangles. He, he doesn't and speak any Spanish. Of course he does. Have you been to Newcastle? Yeah. Lack <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rex. But the. Uh, I think Pac is a good fit for the Blackpool Combat Club. He's got that very intense style. And also, apart from Wheeler Utah, there is that unsaid, they're the ex-WWE guys. Mm-hmm. Moxley, Danielson, Claudio. Claudio. I know you could also say they're the ex-indie guys. But... Don Callis. Yeah, <laughs> Um But Don Callis at least was. So, yeah, good point, yeah. Uh, they, they, they're about to pilmanize Kenny's neck. And Moxley's kind of the promo when he shoves the microphone in Kenny's face. What he says is, do you have any final words you want to say before we break your neck in front of your countrymen? Mm -hmm. And Kenny says, yeah, I do. We've also got a fifth member. Check the screen. Yeah. At which point that paralyzed the Blackpool Combat Club for about a minute. They checked the screen. Yeah, they checked the screen. They did did exactly what Kenny told them to do. Mm -hmm. And I, I suppose you could also argue the lights went down Pack wouldn't have been able to see the chair he was going to stomp on. Yeah, and I think you'd also make the argument that maybe the Blackpool Combat Club wants to know who the fifth member is so they can start preparing. Well, they could have turned around after 10 seconds then because they told you it was in the first 10 seconds and then it continued for another 20. But when the lights came up, the elite were there to stop them. Mm. Hmm. Well, I'd, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I wasn't a fan of this staging. It's Kenny goes, check the screen, and then the screen goes, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I was, oh, fear. But it's like, I, I didn't feel like a pre-produced video package worked for me in regards to this. And then, yeah, you get the clips of Coda, and you're like, wait, and it got a huge pop in the in the audience, so, you know. It worked there, and I'm sure it worked for a lot of people. And then the lights come back on, Elite are there, they clean house, and Kenny makes the promise that we're going to destroy all the members of the Blackpool Combat Club with love and friendship, and then I'm coming for you, Don. Presumably setting up a big bump for Callis to take at Blood and Guts. I thought it was actually setting up a Don versus Kenny singles match. Oh. 
Like, and you think he's going to chase Don round the, the I, two rings? I don't. I don't know. But if, well, it's funny. Like what he said was, Don is scaling the cage this is, to escape Kenny. This is all going to be over at Blood and Guts, and when it's all over, then I'm coming for you, Don. Mm. Which made it sound like, yeah, they'll probably do some spots at Blood and Guts. But I don't know. It just it sounded like we're butted to a Don Kenny singles match, which I think would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, God, when was the last time Callus wrestled? He wouldn't really wrestle. He'd he'd probably have a load of work a stip where it's yeah. uh, no, no DQ, so everyone can interfere for him. Yeah. I think it could be a lot of fun. Or you know, a mega heated. Yeah, you do like Kenny versus Don and Takeshita mm-hmm. as a, in a two-on-one handicap match. I agree with you. Is actually one of the other things I'm going to say on this segment. Not fully. That's all I need. A I... Foot in the door is all I <laughs> oh, ask. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I think that it's a tricky situation to be in uh, if you're AEW when putting this segment together. Because mm. what you have here is two options. You either don't announce anything on this segment and you just have the pack return and you say, next week at Blood and Guts, you will have the reveal of who the elite's fifth member is. Mm-hmm. The argument, the, the business argument that we made against then is that like surprises work one way, actually announcing something works way better. Mm-hmm. A surprise does not pull in as much of a rating as an actual announcement does. Yes, yeah. yeah. So business-wise, you do want to say it's Kota Ibushi. It's also a good go-home angle. It's a great go-home angle yeah. to announce Kota Ibushi is joining the company. This is an incredible signing uh, and a very exciting mm-hmm. signing for, for All Elite Wrestling as well. But on the flip side of that, he's not there. Because that's the one thing we haven't mentioned yet, if you haven't seen the episode. When the lights come back up, Hangman and the Bucks clear the ring and they stand tall. But this crowd were waiting for Kota Ibushi to show up. Mm. So they popped when Kota showed up on the video, but then didn't pop as much when he wasn't in the ring. Because then there was this sort of ripple of realization of, oh, he's not. Mm. He's not here. So I... It's... I don't know what I would have done in this situation. Like, I don't know which of the two I would have done. Okay, but if you don't have that as your magical third option of just having him there. I just don't know why why it isn't an option, though. Maybe you can't get into Canada. But there's been enough time to set it up. I think uh, a video message would have been better. I, I think the crowd would have had the same reaction of... He's, he's not, not there. there like this angle needed him there mm. in order to be the big money angle that it was so i mean like case in point we do like reaction videos on this channel where if we've got something you know, like a really cool or hot angle i'll like watch it in the morning i'll be like oh we should do a reaction video to this we'll mm. get some people in the office who haven't watched it yet to come in and they can give their reactions and because i kind of figured it was going to be Kota Ibushi, i'd already mentally preparing myself of like who could i get mm. in to do mm. this i know that pete will be available Laurie's around so we could get Laurie on there and we'll you know sort of formulating it in my head when the uh, angle actually went I was like nah I won't yeah like, I'll, 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 I'll scratch that off my to-do list because I don't think we need to do a, a video to this because there's not a lot to actually react to it's this is a this is a reveal like five years in the making ever since day one of AEW in 2019 Everyone's like, well, when is Kota Ibushi going? When is Kota Ibushi going to travel through the Forbidden Door when he's working with New Japan? Oh, he's fallen out with New Japan. When's he just going to join All Elite outright? And you've had all this time 
And the elite are so good at long-term storytellings, but sometimes they do whiff bits. And I just, I, I watched this reveal and it was kind of like how, and I know he's gotten actually amazing sense because CM Punk's likely booking him, but Jay White, I'm like, you've had all this time to prepare for a Jay White debut. You want him to hit the ground running when he enters the company. And this is what you've got for him. And that this is how I felt towards this. I was like, this is your big Kota Ibushi joining AEW, reuniting the Golden Elite, back with Kenny, in the go-home angle for blood and guts. And it's this. But he's not there. And so it's it's hard to do a go-home angle where someone runs into the ring when that person who's going to run into the ring is not there. But, st- but still, um, I, d- I don't think... It, even the way the video package was set up, I still, it still lost me. You know, okay. just that, that, that mm. bit I was talking about how goofy just having everyone stand around was and watching. I don't want that from the Blackpool Combat Club. They're not sports yeah, entertainer I, I, I get that. It's a I very think, sports entertainment but spot. But it's a pro wrestling thing. I know. And, and, and by wrestling, and large, it yeah. works for me. But yeah. this one just didn't work. And that, and that, for, for me. That, yeah. And I think that's absolutely fair. Mm. I think on the Jay White thing, they didn't know they were going to get Jay White. Mm. I actually talked about it, uh, to Dan about this on the collision review we did on Monday. I'm still of the opinion they everyone thought he was going to go to WWE and so made no plans for Jay to come in. And mm. when it found out that Jay is available, they were like, oh, brilliant. Well, let's get Jay now before someone else snaps him up. But now we need to figure out what we're going to do with Jay. But we actually haven't made any plans for Jay because no one thought he was coming here. And See, he, that's, and, but that's also terrible because... I mean, so he w- probably well, was going to go to WWE before they had the hiring freeze. How many times have we criticized WWE over the years mm. for not having creative in place 100%. for NXT call-ups? It's, what we, yeah, it's what your choice when you debut someone. But I also, I also made the argument of everyone wanted more things for Ricky. And so they put him on the ring with one of the biggest free agents. And everyone said, like, it's a bit of a demotion for Jay White. It's like, well, what do you want then? Do you want to, <laughs> do you want to elevate Ricky? You, you wanted more for Ricky. But, uh, but I, I also agree that they could have done something bigger with him. Mm. Other than some people's arguments were just putting the title straight on him. Because I don't think you could have done that. Um, I don't think this was great. Mm. Because, but I think it is probably the best you could have done with someone who isn't there. The argument is then to not do it because he's not there. But then the business argument is you should do it because you need to announce that he's going to be there. It's but all... if, if the rule is he can't... Well, where is Bl- Blood and Guts in America? Yes. Is it? Oh, okay. So if it's a Canada blocking thing. Yeah. But still, like, you've had so much time to prepare for this, presumably. Yeah, but travel issues within mm. wrestling in particular are like... they. A run rife and like weeks up until something mm. it's like it's fine it's fine it's fine now they can't come in like Pax had these issues before Jamie Hayter has had these issues before like Australians have had these issues before where they can't wrestle for a while because their travel arrangements can't be sorted out mm. or you know the, the visas and whatnot Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's see what you'll think on the Omega Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get them in there. Kid Cutty says, Kota Ibushi is all elite. Okay. Uh, and then the uh, the male symbol. Mm. Uh, I know he's good, but I'm not going to pretend like this is needle moving. The reveals sucked tonight. Not expecting much after the match from him. But then again, he is friends with the elite. So Tony will push them over the others. I, yeah. Like, okay, it's fine. Like if you're not if you're not excited for Kurobushi, I guess that's 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 your prerogative. But like he is one of the best wrestlers yes. on the planet. Yeah, he is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. I uh, and they, they got a huge pop when the, just the name was announced. Yeah, but I also I also think this falls into the more self indulgent side of the elite stories because this is not something that really has ever been addressed in the AEW world explicitly. They've always been subtle references. Mm -hmm. So to just say Kota Ibushi to the 850,000 people who watch Dynamite, I know we, we always disagree on this. I think there are more um, casuals than you give them credit for. Mm -hmm. I feel like the Kota Ibushi thing won't connect and resonate with loads of people because they won't really know who he is. And even for me, who does know who he is and was watching New Japan when they were having the Golden Lovers storyline, I'm like, yeah, but... I, I, I don't know. I would have felt. I don't know. I just the, the reveal didn't do much for me. I, I I totally get it, and I get that point. And you know, and, and Kid Cudi's point that he's uh, making there was like not expecting much. Mm. You know, not expecting much after this reveal. The flip side of that is that this crowd were going nuts for Nick Wayne. Mm. You know, who is probably way less known than Kota Ibushi is because Kota Ibushi has been wrestling for like you know he's got like fifteen years behind him on you know on the the, the wrestling scene. Nick Wayne is literally 18 years old. This is his first TV exposure ever. But this crowd were going nuts for him because I think it is just more of a, I'm not going to use the word smarter crowd because I think that's unfair, but a more tapped in crowd that are like more tapped into the independent scene than the casual audiences. I think that is more 
of uh, a tick in the video package column because Nick Wayne was put over in a very good video package mm-hmm. earlier in this episode. And I feel like that did a lot to invest the crowd into him before they ever saw him. Maybe a lot didn't know who he was. But if you... Well, you got a video package here. Yeah, but it didn't... Ex- it was just he clips. has got a dead dad, Ollie. You can't, not, every, <laughs> but not every rest can sit down and talk about their dead dad. But then who's Christian going to feud with? <laughs> oh, Christian's very excited. Oh, Nick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's very excited about Nick Wayne. Moxtober10 says, Love the additions of Ibushi and Pac to Blood and Guts. I hope Pac becomes a permanent member of the BCC. As much as I like the Lucha Bros, I uh, was never a fan of Death Triangle. BCC feels like a better fit for Pac me so a lot of people said that at the time like that it was you know you even said it I mean, a lot of people made fun of the name as well because yeah. it's not a good name like oh, death triangle is not a good name it's it's a silly name it's a silly pro wrestling name and that's why i like it but it's not a cool name mm. um but i i actually would much rather him in uh Black mm. World combat club than the lucha bros i'm just marcus says love that pack was the last man for bcc makes sense and i'm surprised no one thought of it also at last abushi and in blood and guts the match will be amazing that said i have to agree with ollie here what was the elite's plan and where was kota well the elite's plan was to announce kota abushi and they did that and let it, kenny it, get the crap beaten out of him first the perfect ambush they won didn't they won the evening yeah. <laughs> and Nathan says, I hope this spins off into a pack versus either Kenny or... Ka- oh, my God. Can you imagine that? Well, for, for all the people who are underwhelmed by Ibushi, because they might not necessarily be familiar with them, you're in for a treat mm-hmm. because he is incredible. Uh, pack versus either Kenny or Kota in a singles feud. His trial to join BCC unleashing his full unhinged bastard gimmick. Also, Luke, I was wrong the other week. And Kevin Kelly is the best thing in wrestling. Better than Michael Cole. Yeah, I mean, like some people are allowed to be wrong, I guess. Mm. Uh, but I will not have any Kevin Kelly slander on this channel. He's the best commentator, and there, and and there was, mm. and and I and I won't no, stand, no. won't stand for it. Not no. on this, not in these four walls. Uh, if he's on cameo, please, please uh, pay for him to send us nice messages. <laughs> I want, lo- I want Kevin Kelly to know who we are by the amount of requests on cameo mm. that say that say, please say, uh, I really like you, Ollie and Luke surely you've got enough connections within the wrestling sphere now no i can't i can't do i can't reach out personally you because you, you know we have the voice of british wrestling uh sat upstairs that is so racist not all commentators know each other <laughs> what i'm saying is he probably knows some people that know some people that can get you in touch with kevin kelly yeah i can't find kevin kelly on cameo can you get Coco on Cameo? I don't know who that is. Oh, well. Coco Melon is, is, is a horrific uh, kids' cartoon show. <laughs> Absolute garbage. <laughs> it is like proper cheap 3D animation with awful songs. One of the songs that she goes, peas, peas, peas are nice. Taking the peas they are with that stuff. Uh, and finally for now, oh no, two more have just come in. Riley says, blood and guts prediction. Everyone's laid out and Kenny's going for Callus. Jericho comes out to stop him to protect his good old buddy. On <laughs> I hiccuped when I was speaking. Good old buddy. <laughs> on Abushi, he's been signed yet. Is he? Heard a lot that he's not wanting to sign to a large company generally at the moment. Did we get the big All Elite graphic? We haven't. I don't think he's actually officially mm. signed. Interesting. I think they'll do that next week when he's actually on the show. Mm. Uh, I like that. I actually don't mind that with Jericho. Uh, the Jericho the angle. 
No, but for me, this needs this for me needs to spin off into Kenny Takeshita. Mm. I'm way more into a Kenny Takeshita feud than I am a another Kenny Jericho feud. <clears throat> and Justin Reed, uh, I'm with Ollie on this one. Do you want to play the outro music? We'll see if it happens again. <laughs> then we then we can. The Coda reveal kind of felt weird and flat. If they want to announce him ahead of Blood and Guts, have him actually be there on Dynamite to run in and even the numbers. If he can't be there, announce it without the BCC Kenny beatdown. Well, that's that's the problem. We're all, we're all running this under the assumption they could have him mm. there. Uh, I'm only and the only reason I'm positing a worldview. I'm, I'm sorry, I got to say that is a big ick for my wife. But uh, I'm only positing the worldview that he he couldn't be there because he wasn't there. Mm. If they had the option for him to be there, yeah. and, and they didn't have him there, that is beyond thick. Like that is that is a bad, terrible, no good decision to be made. The fact that it was a video package made me. I, my I was like, oh, they couldn't get him, there. Mm. and that's a real shame. Which is why it goes like, man, then what do you do? Like you can't have him there, but you want to announce him. This is a really like tricky way to do it. And but in the end, what we got was a flat reveal. Mm. I, he's I, coming. He's coming. It's it is weird and flat, as, as Justin Reed has just said. There, mm. it was weird and flat. It's just it. I I, it, I guess you couldn't get him there. Uh, the sh- yeah, keep on getting your chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. I meant to mention you actually. Someone suggested, you know, we've been looking for uh, what we're going to call the Omega chats on collision, mm. you know, because it's a, it's the punk show. There's no Kenny Omega there. Yeah, so is. we've been we've been calling them CMDMs, <laughs> which is what you and I came up with yeah. on the collision joke. Someone sent me a message saying they should be called No Omega chats. Oh, that's also good. Woof. Um, this show began with Chris Jericho taking on Commander. Uh, decent match. Yeah, it's all right. Commander's good. He does the the rope walking mm-hmm. really fast. Sure and does. Very impressive. And I thought Jericho was a good base to that stuff. Like the, the code breaker reversal. Mm-hmm. And he caught one of the dives. I think it was a splash into a lion tamer for the finish. Yeah, he was going for like this sort of uh, hurricane runner, mm. dragon runner uh, type thing from a springboard and dropped that into the lion tamer. Good finish. Yeah, um, but the the big thing was more the angle afterwards. <laughs> Don Callis comes out with his his entrance. Like a few people have pointed this out now, and even AEW said it looks like Vigo the Carpathian yeah! from Ghostbusters too. <laughs> Because it's all on his eyes at the start. And it feels like that's what they're going for us for Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, because the the camera is zoomed in on the Tron of Callus and then it tracks Bauer, it zooms out. Um, that's not part of like the video, it's part of the broadcast. Yeah, I knew there was something. <laughs> it's Vigo. Oh my god. He should come out with a purple goo. <laughs> <laughs> it was pink, but like, <laughs> but but you know, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna split hairs or anything. I proper laughed though when he came. I went, "Hell of a match, kid." You're yeah. the same age. <laughs> yeah, Jericho goes, "Kid, I like that." But what? Uh, so the JAS weren't a ringside, and that was very much noticeable because commentary kept saying it every second. And Don's Don's angle this week to get Jericho to join him is to tug on the old heartstrings. To emo- em- emotionally manipulate him. Emo- emo- emotionally manipulate. Bit of ASML. Emotionally manipulate. I don't think people want stuff like the words emotionally manipulate to help them fall asleep or masturbate. That's what ASML's for, right? What? Emotionally manipulate. No, ASML. 
ASMR is for masturbation. Thanks. I just thought it was for people to get to sleep. I think it's a masturbation thing. Funny enough, I use both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Bad News Brown was their joint mentor back in 1995. Dom played video footage from 95. So awesome. Really good. It was so great. And uh, Jericho afterwards is like, I've got hair still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And they were Josh, and it felt like actual real joshing a good-natured friendship there and don was like bad news brown said to or bad news alan bad news alan. yeah because bad news brown was his wwf name um that we he wanted us to always stay together because they were an all in a faction together and jericho said he said the same thing to me and callus was like it's what he would want yeah. And Jericho left, like, you know, looking up exactly. to the sky. And, like, like, I'm sure he's looking down now, mm. seeing us in the ring together, mm. and he's got a smile on his face. Really was emotionally manipulated. Yeah. Uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I really like this. Um, Jungle Boy won't get out of his car backstage because he's scared of Hook. It's an, well, he's not scared of Hook. Oh, yeah. It's Sorry. Him. It's an unsafe working environment. Uh, Hook got into the car on the other side, <laughs> yeah. chased Jungle Boy out. Jungle Boy ran round got into the car the car zoomed off she because uh, it looks like the the group just isn't a group anymore anna j should be the one driving the car mm, that's nice yeah. yeah have anna j and hook be uh, anna j and jungle boy being a, a little tag thing. good heel couple yeah a little heel couple thing yeah. kind of what they were doing with sammy and tay but he's a good guy now mm-hmm. so um <laughs> do it with uh with jungle boy and uh the other one <laughs> Remarkable, Renee Paquette. You got annoyed by that last week. It seems Did like I? it's here to stay. Did I, get annoyed I by feel Renee? like you might have done. They've been doing Remarkable, Renee, for like months now. Oh, okay. I, I don't think I've ever commented on it. Oh, right. Okay. I don't want... Did someone say that in the office to me then? <laughs> I can't remember. It's probably Laurie. Uh, and that teased the fifth member announcement. Callus got heat just by walking into frame. <laughs> and he somehow managed to mention that. Gutless, gutless coward, coward Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was on the MJF thing. I just like how commentary don't like Don Callis. Mm. Fucking Taz, obviously. Yeah. Um, and like Tony Schiavone's like, he's an idiot. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, then we got the greatest thing <laughs> in pro wrestling. Honestly, no, actually, Bloodline's still best. But this is this is getting close. To the most enjoyable current thing. Mm. It's so you, Max are, are and still, Adam Cole. Are you still rating Bloodline above Punk MJF? Oh, no, you... but, but, uh, so, like, that's going on right now. I mean. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, because the Bloodline's the best thing in wrestling. Yeah. This is like a very close second best thing in wrestling. That is currently happening on right. TV. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I no. apologize. I don't think this is already <laughs> the second best story. I did think <laughs> this is a bold claim two weeks in. You push back on that. <laughs> Um, and it was it was similar to last week, but rather than in the gym, MJF and Adam Cole are having this blossoming friendship at the bar. They're doing shots. Four lovely ladies walk past, and Max is like, I'm a numbers guy. I see two for you, two for me. And Adam Cole's like, dude, like, I actually, I love, I love Brett. I'm with Brett. And Max goes, I really respect that. <laughs> and he and walks he, off and he, he shags them all. Okay, he comes back doing up his flies. <laughs> Can he say something like they took the maximum ride? Yeah. Sounds like Rick Flair's Rick Space thing, Mountain yeah. thing. And uh, Cole's like, you can't say that anymore, but he's getting a kick out of it. Yeah. And they talk about how Adam Cole isn't wearing the shirt. And Adam Cole's like, well, I lost it. And he's like, well, the truth is, and I didn't lose it. But if we do what I want to do now, 
I will wear the shirt. And he whispers it in Max's ear. And Max goes, oh, no. And it jump cuts. Hard cuts. To them playing AEW Fight Forever together. <laughs> the crowd, you can hear the crowd audibly laughing. It was so good. Oh, not this is for nerds. Yeah. Like, because only nerds play video games. They put that they put over the game so well. But, and Adam Cole's in with MJF was like, you're in this game. And I was like, I am? And he's like, yeah, and your stats are really good too. They are? We can work together on this game. It's like, oh, we can? Mm. And they're playing this game and he's having fun. And then he says the line, wow, this video game thing's really fun. It's fun when you're kind of like playing with each other, like, you know, playing games with each other. And Adam Cole's like, what, you never played multiplayer before? And MJF just says, it's hard to play multiplayer. You need friends to do that. Adam Cole pauses the game and says, like, look, man, honestly, I was going to betray you at the start of this. And Max is like, I was going to betray you too. And Cole says, you're actually pretty cool. <laughs> they can coexist. And then, sorry, they, uh, they work together in the video game to beat FTR and win Tag the World Tag Team Championships. Yeah, they got that DLC. Mm. Yeah, because FTR aren't in the game. Yeah, they're yeah. DLC, yeah. Um, really, really great. This is excellent storytelling. So good. It's uh this is sport this is sports entertainment done to a perfect T. So there's been a, it was a common thread I saw when I was um checking, funny enough, not threads, mm -hmm. um uh, about people sort of their feedback to this episode. And that is collision is the show that Dynamite used to be. Mm. But since Collision is now the wrestling show. Dynamite is more sports entertainment than it is a pro wrestling show. Mm. And I think it, it's segments like this. It's the stuff they're doing with Don Callis, the big goofy reveal that you had at the end of this episode. And I kind of see the argument mm. that some people are making about that because Dynamite and Collision do not feel like yeah. the same show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I, think, I think it was Tony Schiavone who said that they're all really enjoying booking collision because it it's something totally different to what happens on dynamite but i don't look at dynamite and go this is the soap opera show no um like how i would a smackdown uh but it really is by AEW standards but this is this is honestly terrific it is so emotionally investing mm -hmm. and it sets up the matches where you can do absolutely nothing and the crowd are the loudest of the whole night. They work smarter, not harder, which we will get to when we get to yeah. their tag match, which was match of the night. But before then, we had the other half of the semifinals in the tag team eliminator tournament, which was Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy taking on Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. I thought this was a very good match. Very, oh, this is excellent. Yeah, yeah I read, and, and when I was watching them, particularly when Swerve turned up for the finish to. Uh, do a running knee on Derby on the apron, which directly led to Derby getting pinned. I was like, this is my mid card. This is, this is the actual AEW mid card that I like. Mm -hmm. Daniel Garcia, Orange Cassidy, Derby Allen. Swerve. Swerve. Keith Lee, kind Keith of in Lee. the periphery on this one. Mm, you not so much Sammy Guevara. <laughs> but like, uh, just keep those guys in the mix. But it feels like with what happened later on in the show, Nick Wayne's going to be sort of like slotted yeah. into that position there, which is why like the international title is like the best yeah. mid-card title in AEW right yeah. now. Yeah. And even, and I'm loving what Christian's doing with Luchasaurus. 
you know, <coughs> but like the international title is the one is the matches I'm most looking forward to. Um, so the finish, what well, re- really good, really good match. But I love Daniel Garcia and uh, Orange Cassidy wrestling. Yeah, it's one of the more like longer term storylines this year that I just get really excited about every time they touch. Uh, Daniel Garcia yesterday was shared by a like a meme account, mm. like a, a regular, like not connected to wrestling meme account. And it was the spot from Forbidden Door when he's dancing in front of Shibata and Zack Sabre Jr. and they keep beating him up. Uh-huh. But the more they beat him up, the more the harder he dances until they just <laughs> both beat him up at the same time. But it really was one of those moments like, oh, Garcia's breaking through. Yeah. Like that's that's people who aren't watching wrestling being like, what's this weird thing? He's he's great. He's uh it feels like he's the same as last year because I think his progression has been very gradual but actually if you compare him now to pre last summer he has really improved yeah and it it is adding that sports entertainment vibe to his technical wrestling jericho was right yeah do you see in the clip from a ring of honor where after he wins his match and aubrey Edwards like raises his hand and he sort of like puts his arm around and puts it on her wrist instead then spins her around and does his little dancer and she literally goes like oh no Uh, (laughs) very good uh, but yeah, Prince Nana came down, distracted, well, the referee by giving Garcia a skateboard. That was when Swear running to help Sammy get the win. But Sammy wasn't really aware that Darby had been hit. Plays like the babyface ignorant pin because they're still trying to make Sammy a babyface. A lot of tension between Garcia and Guevara. I don't like it. Yeah, I was genuinely surprised that they won. Yeah, because it's. I think the better final is Cassidy and Darby versus MJF and Cole. Absolutely, it is. Mm. That is a much, much better final. <laughs> the only way that it's not a better final is that MJF and Sammy had their odd couple tag team a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. So you can probably do a couple of backstage segments based around that. But in ring wise, I think I'd much rather Cole, MJF, and Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen because I prefer Darby and MJF's history than I do MJF and Sammy's history. More so, I kind of see MJF and and actually, then you have got the Orange Cassidy Adam Cole yeah. dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And I want the first see, feuds he had. And I want to see Orange Cassidy and MJF international champion mm, versus world yes. champion. Yeah, I, I was I was quite disappointed with Same that. Here. Not just because. I'm not into Sammy at all in his current form. But yeah, I thought it was right there for you. I, I think this is the <coughs> the weaker of the two options. Definitely. Uh, did sell me on a bit on the episode. That Honestly, that decision I was so disappointed by. I was like, oh, well. But then we got the best stuff again. They brought it right back because we continued this Cole MJF stuff. Uh, we have Cole backstage first with Renee um, trying to interview him. But Cole's pacing on the phone like, oh, I'm so sorry, Renee. Brit, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. Obviously, Brit's given him a hard time for staying out with Max all night. Yep. And Roddy then walks in. Sad Roddy. I'm grumpy. With my neck in a brace. Oh, I can't ouch. be part of the tournament. I got knocked out of a different tournament. Now my friend is with this guy over here. And he's like, what the hell, man? Because I was like, look, dude, it's, it's funny. Do you know what? He's actually, he's not that bad. You and I didn't like each other when we first met each other, but yeah. I think of you now as a brother now, so maybe it's okay. Oh, sorry, I've got a text from Max. 
And you know, then he's Max texting to be like, I've just walked past Brian Cage. I think I've got the flu. Yeah, yeah. And then Cole paces off like, Max, no. Because <laughs> he was doing that on social media in the week as well. Mm. Being like, oh, I think I called whatever Adam Cole had a couple of weeks and I, I think I can make it to Dynamite <laughs> after Big Bill and Brian Cage went on Rampage. <laughs> really funny. Uh, and they also teased hitting the double clothesline again. Oh, didn't it just? Very important. Because then we had the actual match, Big Bill and Brian Cage, who are terrific yeah they're a great team and brian cage i don't know how he looks bigger yeah he looks bigger than he was before like the last time i saw him Did you see the video of is, him? He sta- is it because he's standing next to big bill and he's thinking i'm a bit small yeah i need to jack myself up a little bit <laughs> but seen- with ways <laughs> oh yeah he's as tall as he is wide. Yeah, yeah have you seen the video of him uh being booked for someone's wedding and he just like during like the the groom's speech, he just like comes into the room with his music being played and power bombs him through a table. No, I mean not. It was awesome because social media Abby was like, you know, talking about her wedding. I was like, you should do that. book Brian Cage. Yeah. Brian Cage would come in and power bomb your your husband to beat through a table. Does that does then he sort of officiate the ceremony? No, I think he just then you know collects his paycheck and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, does it, he does it in his pants as well, so you can just have this ginormous man and his wife fronts walk in. Because I thought he would also be in a suit, but with the arms torn. <laughs> That's the visual image I got. This match was even better than the stupid match we got last week. Max is in the ring first, big bill, and he goes for a body slam. He calls to the crowd, body, body slam, body <clears throat> slam. And Max tries the body slam, can't do it, back hurts too much. Tags and Adam Cole, it's Brian Cage versus Adam Cole. They do push-ups. Like, no one really does a wrestling move for about three minutes. It's like Rock Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> it's Triple H John Cena on that first Saudi show. Shoulder block. Yeah. <laughs> but the... Uh, <laughs> I don't usually swear in my notes, but but that this is effing marvelous. It really it. was though. I was when they were doing the push-up spots and stuff, and like I I was into this at the start anyway because uh, MGF tried to hug Adam Cole on his entrance. Adam Cole was like, "Well, we're not there yet, hmm. but I will fist bump." You. Yeah, MGF running around Adam Cole as he's doing an entrance, doing the the Roddy slash Shawn Michaels thing. And he tries to do it again to Big Bill, but he can't do it. So he tries to do some push-ups just like Adam Cole had done. So Big Bill just boots MJF. He's like, stop doing this. Look, there is an argument to be made. You should not be booking your world champion like this to be this goofy goofball. Mm -hmm. But I kind of love it. Yeah. And I love MJF. MJF is a tremendous baby face. Yeah. I, I... one of the things I love about MJF is people kind of say, oh, he's just a promo guy. Then he goes out and has like the best Iron Man match and the best dog collar match you've ever seen. She's like, oh no, he's also an incredible wrestler. Singles dog collar match. Singles dog collar match, of course. Um, and then he's doing this and he's like, oh, he can also be an amazing baby. Mm-hmm. He can literally do everything. He can do series, he can do comedy, he can do horror, he could do drama, and he can do babyface heel. And it's he's amazing at all of it. He literally cannot do wrong. Yeah, he was worked over. Uh, and last week, it was I felt like it was weird. Just to, It was good, but it was weird seeing MJF be worked over for the majority of a tag match. Same thing happened here. And I was like, this feels right. Yeah. Uh, maybe because it was more set up in the earlier video package with I've Got No Friends. So you've got a bit more sympathy going in with him. Uh, but of course, he's still a heel. So he builds to that hot tag with a poke in the eye. <laughs> Poked to the eye and gets the hot tag to Adam Cole. Who but not runs. before he, he bit Bill's fingers first. 
then hits the body slam That's on the it, third yes. time of trying. Yeah, finally and the, hit the crowd exploded. I nuts for the body slam. It was so good. Mm -hmm. The hot tag to Adam Cole, who runs wild. But in that <laughs> running wild, Adam Cole also uses the eye poke. Learning from MJF, seeing like, ah, do you know what? Actually, yeah. that is a tactic that does work. It's that the heel within Adam Cole just rising to the surface oh, every now and again. That's something I haven't really thought about about how not into Adam Cole I was two weeks ago. And now I'm like, this is like old Adam Cole. I never would have thought MJF would give Adam Cole the babyface rub. But it's also because he, you know, he's doing a deal with the devil. Yeah. The devil does bring out the worst in you. And like it's, I thought this was so great. And then they both set up to do the double clothesline. But they got stopped and their heels beat them up with a double clothesline of their own. Oh, it was awesome. Then worked together to get a clean pin. Not with the double clothesline, just, you know, dropping the boom to, to get the win. Awesome, awesome match. Because they're saving that double clothesline. But will it be for the final? Or will it be for the FTR Tag Team Championship win? It'll be for the final, and it'll be used for a very good near fall in the FTR match. Uh, I think the way they win, by the way, because you don't want to, like, beat Sammy or Garcia with a double clothesline on its own. You would do boom, MJF is like, pick him up, mm -hmm. double clothesline. Yeah. And that's how you get the pin. Afterwards, uh, Max and Cole both grabbed mics. They did a like straight up babyface tag team promo, put over their shirts on AEWshop.com, and then said, the double clothesline is coming. That got a chance. And we're coming for the tag titles. Yeah, July 29th on collision. If they can, what was the word? They said something very specific. If Cole said, if we stay on the same page, we will win the tag team titles. So I that to me says that's the that's the out yeah. for them to lose. Something will happen between them. I think so. I think we're likely gonna get Cole MJF at all in and then <coughs> MJF Punk at all out uh, a week later. So yeah, I, I thought this was this was great. Yeah. Also, I mean, maybe this is this is just me, but when they did say they were gonna face for the tag titles on collision. That was a mild boo. Oh, really? I was just like, no, not that show. Uh, <laughs> no, that's his yeah. show. Well, FTRs. FTRs on collision, aren't they? Yeah. Um, the uh, After that, we got... Oh, sorry, we also had Roddy watching Annoyed backstage. I'm grumpy with my sore neck. So he's... Maybe he'll split mm. up stuff. Uh, Rene backstage with Jake Hager. They're outside Jericho's locker room. And they, Hager goes in to talk about JS, says, look, I've been with you from day one in this company. I saved your life in 2010. Can't remember, in Kuwait or somewhere on an yeah, overseas tour? it was tour. an overseas tour. And uh, I, you owe me to tell me what you're going to do. And Jericho was like, I'm, I don't know right now. I'm thinking it through. And Hager took off his hat and gave it to Jericho. A surprisingly touching gesture. It's probably the best thing that Jake Hager's done in AEW. <laughs> Um, been there for nearly four years mad isn't it <laughs> you know like Brian Pillman Jr. left the company this week which yep. I'm, I'm a bit like oh, man, that sucks I think he's actually very good Why is, how's Luther still there <laughs> <laughs> he signed a big contract we've got to that point actually, in, in Venice he did sign his contract after late, Pillman yeah. yeah but we've got to that point in AEW where I'm now like why are these people gone and these people are still here 
A natural part of any promotion life cycle, I guess. There was uh, someone posted this thing up on Twitter, and I, I feel bad because he's getting dunked on a little bit for it, but he posted up a list of people who haven't been on TV for three months, but we're all excited about Kojo Ibushi. He's like, you know, what about these three? What about these people? And amongst those, it was like, you know, Peter Avalon's not been on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose we probably should put Peter Avalon on before we uh, we have Kojo Ibushi come onto this show. Would have been a better reveal. <laughs> Ruby Soho then took on Sky Blue in, I thought, an actually pretty decent match. This is very good. Uh, Meltzer and Alvarez were annoyed. I oh, know, not Alvarez, but just Meltzer was annoyed that the outcasts threw Sky Blue into the steel steps right at the start that the referee saw 100% of. He ejected them. I just felt like that was referee's discretion because it's yeah. a tournament match. But what, what, what was he wanting? <clears throat> what, an immediate DQ, Sky Blue advances. I only threw her into the like stairs. It's not like they hit her with kendo sticks and stuff. That was the start of the arm injury that was worked over for the entire match. I think it's more referee's discretion. Yeah, yeah. I, like I did ejected them from ring size. Yeah, uh, and it was worth it for Tony Storm's overly heel reaction. Like what? <laughs> to- that Tony Storm is so much better as a heel. Yeah. I, I I got a little bit distracted on this one as well because it's Stefan Smith who was doing the the refereeing. Mm. And have you seen this month's Botchamania? No. When um, Tony Schiavone mispronounces his name, calls him Stephen Smith, and Taj goes Stefan Smith. <laughs> <laughs> got a little animation and stuff, but I'm correct with him. And he's like, uh, so it's El Del Vikingo. And he's like El Del Vic- like Del Taco. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> funny. Um. Ruby had a really good spot in this where she worked the heckins out of me. Sky Blue seemed to botch a move. Ruby landed face first. Of course, she had that nose break injury. And she genuinely played possum. Referee checked on her. Sky Blue's going up top. It was a ruse. All a ruse. She was putting Stefan in the way mm. of Sky Blue doing her move off the top rope so that she could then run into the rope, knock her off, and then hit the no future from the middle rope for the win. I thought this was good. I liked really it. Good. I think Sky Blue's gotten so good in the last couple of months as well. And I'm really enjoying Ruby's work too. I think Ruby's been great yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. Like that promo she had a couple of weeks ago I thought was awesome. She had a promo that, that was aired on social media yesterday mm. that I thought was superb. I actually wouldn't mind her winning. You've been watching a lot of online videos recently, haven't you? Yeah, I'm not that busy. You've you keep telling me about all the you've seen this video? <laughs> what about this meme? It's threads, man. <laughs> is, is that <laughs> no, what it no, is? No, it's not. <laughs> um who's, no, who's, who could she be against in the final? Uh it's either gonna be Willow or Athena. It was taken oh, yesterday yes, at Rampage. Yeah. That's gotta be Willow, surely. I would have thought it'd be Willow. Um, we then got QTV debuting Harley Cameron's music video, Answer to the Acclaimed. She dissed down the Acclaimed a, a, a bit, and then she mostly talked up the various members of QTV. It was very well produced. It was well performed. That didn't I, really do anything for me, I if I'm honest. Hear, Harley has a song. They celebrate. Mm-hmm. That, though, those were my <laughs> notes. I uh, am a, a 40-year-old man um, who uh, grew up in Berkshire and now lives in rural Kent. And you were very excited by this and, woman. And I, and, and I drive a Kia Sportage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm in a position to be uh, commenting on rap culture. Well, you... What, you don't want to talk about the spitting of the bars? <laughs> the cadence of the delivery? Well, I mean, you can do that because you're from Walthamstow. So mm. you've, you've got, like, you've got, uh, you know, your ends can do that sort of thing. You've got to, that's how you've got to order coffee. <laughs> you've got to drop a rhyme. I mean, you and E17, mm-hmm. like, you've got all the, the grounds you want. It's legacy there. Yeah. yeah. 
after that, we got the final thing we'll be talking about because then it went into the Abushi segment. Uh, Nick Wayne versus Swerve Strickland. Oh, we, we did. We did. I, we did, I thought we were going to save it for this because there was a video package yes. before the MJF Cole video. Yeah, yeah. The second Nick Wayne uh, intro video that was this time him talking to the camera as opposed to Darby yeah. talking about Nick. This was him talking about his training, the the day that his mum told him about his father's passing and how he sort of like used that and wants to continue on the Wayne name. Mm. You know, he's a third generation Wayne. He's been in wrestling rings since he was six months old because they've always just had one in the back garden or the backyard. So it was a really, really good like introduction to Nick Wayne and, and his story. And I, th I thought it was, it was tremendous. It was really good. It was so good. And this very rarely happens that I must have just been watching it. And I never wrote a single note. Yeah. I must have been completely absorbed. Uh, yeah, really good. And it, it really helped the match as well. When Nick Wayne came out, Darby Allen came out with him and gave him quite an emotional hug. I, you know, you felt that. It, it, I, this means so much mm. to them. One of the things I, I was kind of very much enjoying uh yesterday on you know sort of yesterday evening on social media as i was sort of coming home from work was the excitement that people had who've known nick for years mm. so you know like um craig from the brian and Vinny show has known him since he was like so little wow. and was just really really pleased for it De uh, denise has like interviewed nick and stuff and has done like you know some shows that nick wayne was on so she was like so pleased and like uh, brian zane has like mm. called some of his earliest matches so like mm. he was really excited it genuinely was like a, a wonderful lovely yeah. moment and he like darby gave him this big deep hug that was just like a you earned this spot because he turned 18 on monday yeah, it's mad. Like it is. He's like they. They said you can be on TV once you turn eighteen, and they did not wait around. Mm -hmm. So they lived three days later, and here he is on TV. I uh, see. So you can see my theory. I've written here theory, uh, not asked him, but theory right at the start of my notes. Darby is going to cost Swerve the match to help Nick Wayne win, because I was like, oh, that's why Darby lost the tag match, and Swerve interfered there. It's the setup interference where Swerve would be cheating with Prince Nana. Darby takes Darby knocks Swerve as a bit of heel comeuppance, and then Nick Wayne gets the win. Nick Wayne gets to win his first match. Swerve's protected. All is well with the world. That's not what happened. Wayne did win. Sorry, uh, Swerve did win a pretty well. No, really good match. Mm, great um, match. I, it, it was there to showcase Nick. It was there to give him all of his big spots and stuff, and mm. you know, to do like the the big poison runner and to hit the Wayne's World and, and all this sort of stuff. But I never thought he was going to win this match because I'd Swerve is the biggest star here, mm. and it reminded me of Rollins and Mysterio. Like Dominic's first feud he had when he came into WWE was against Rollins, and his first pay per view match was against Rollins, and. I remember, like, you know, I was like, surely Dominic's going to get the win because you want to put over mm. the, the new and upcoming star. And Adam looked at me and was like, there's no way that Dominic was... Seth's the biggest star, Seth's going to win. Mm. And so I went into this match being like, Swerve's the biggest star, Swerve is going to win. So I was I was never surprised. I know there were a few, like Dave Meltzer on it was like really annoyed and really quite angry that, mm. that Nick Wayne didn't win here. But I guess like I didn't ever think he was going to, so I didn't have that reaction to it. I, well, I I didn't know which way they were going to go, but I certainly knew wh what I would have done. Mm -hmm. And that was book Wayne to win in his debut. So I personally, I think this was uh, not an effective booking decision, but the match was very good. 
Yeah, Mad- so, Madrid's so great. So hopefully that's enough to get Nick Wayne over. But I do think now, hopefully he's got like stuff to do immediately because you don't want to lose your debut and then you appear on Rampage next week yeah. and then you're on Collision three weeks after that. Like you, you need something. Well, I feel we've already set ourselves up a little tag thing here mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you know swerve is already starting a feud here with nick wayne and darby allen's involved in this as well so you can do a darby and, and nick wayne thing which i think has got lovely little parallels to it because stings become like a mentor to darby yes. and now darby's yeah, yeah. like a, a mentor to nick wayne so i think there is stuff for uh nick wayne to get out of this plus you know he kicked out that top row power bomb which like oh rivens like drone through the earth that was a great there so, were a couple of great near falls in that particularly yeah. swerve's foot on the ropes Oof. Very yeah, good. exactly. Like, you know, Swerve only got the win because, like, you know, slight you know, error in judgment on the part <laughs> yeah. of the youngster. But, you know, he's 18 years old. Like, you know, like we're not putting belts on him straight away. No. There's there's lots of time ahead of him. Also, I mean, another fun fact in this dropped in this match, Aubrey Edwards refereed his first match in North America. Mm. Like, that's, like, it's just kind of incredible. Just like, yeah. you know, the, the story that the young man has got. Uh, I, I very much enjoyed this. And I... I Get the argument of giving Nick Wayne the win, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, which is what some people have reacted to it as. Overall, I gave this 81%, which is pretty much a four out of five. Yep. Uh, I Most of that is because of the Cole MJF stuff. I thought it was extraordinary. But there was a lot of stuff on this show that I wasn't actually a fan of in terms of booking. So Nick Wayne not winning, uh, Derby and... Orrick Cassidy not winning. And also the the execution of the the main event angle. Honestly, if we were on your percentage scale, I'd have probably gone lower than that. I'd probably gone mm. like 75. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's get into our wonderful shout-outs to our pledge hammers on Patreon before we get into our remaining Omega chats. Today, in fact, uh, Rest Talk After Dark, oh. sorry, no, Rest Talk Behind the Scenes will be going live uh, shortly. In fact, it might even be live oh. as we speak. Uh, it was recorded just before this episode of Dynamite and the Rest Talk podcast. Uh, myself and Pete going over what happened over the last month. We talk about Sean coming into the office, yes. recording Survival Series, mm-hmm. the Money in the Bank uh, show, some behind the scenes things that I had when I interviewed the people for Money in the mm. Bank, when I interviewed like Bailey and LA Knight mm. and things like that. So lots of topics to dive into. Pete go Pete gives his winning formula for a survival series and how oh, and right. how he did so well. Oh, the secret sauce. Sign up now. <laughs> Uh, right, well, thank you very much to these wonderful Pledgehammers, $25 a month or more. The big hitters, Lord Chris Zando. Two lots to handle, Lottie McClough. Manipulate, emotionally manipulate. <laughs> Manny Omaria. How'd you like them apples, Marcel Jura? Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. He's got two first names, Matt Howard. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Max Cadwallander Wallen. Michael, Mark for Life, Plowman. Paul, the enigmatic bell tower, Toff. This is some kind of Patreon shout-out, Nate. Drop surname. And lastly for this Hall of Fame class, on the 13th of July, 2023, the batsman, Nathan Batty. Well, 
let's get into the remaining Omega chats. Last call for those, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Charles Berg says, So I like the Cole MJF story, but it's always important to remember Max is a sociopathic narcissist with a penchant for emotional manipulation. His main goal is to ruin Adam's life. Cole's convo on the phone with Brit is proof of that to me. It's good. That's Ooh. really good. I believe it's also penchant as opposed to... What did I say? A penchant. No, you said penchant. A penchant. <laughs> um... But I, yeah, I mean, that's a really good thing. He is mm. driving wedges between Cole's actual friend in Roderick Strong and actual partner in Britt Baker. I don't think you can discount the insecurity that drives Max as well. So he might really want to be Adam Cole's friend, especially because he looked up to Cole. Yeah, or he just doesn't realize that he's doing it. Will Campbell. Yeah, that's another one. Will Campbell. Other than the bloodline, the story between Adam Cole and MJF is the best thing going in wrestling right now. And to be honest, I actually kind of want them to beat FTR for the titles. Also, I popped for Kota, even though I kind of knew he'd be the fifth man. We'd all figure that out, hadn't we? Yeah. Do you think that plays somewhere into the disappointments that he wasn't there is because everyone had kind of figured that it was Kota? Uh... Yeah, I guess because we all knew it was going to be that. You needed more than just uh, yeah. the name. You needed a move. <laughs> like if, if, Yeah, I guess. Because like if Kota Ibushi had still been signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling and like, they hadn't dropped any teases of who it could possibly be, mm -hmm. and then out of nowhere, it's like, it's Kota Ibushi. It would yeah. have been like this whole, like, oh, wow, oh, my God, amazing. However, because they've essentially told us ahead of time it's going to be Kota Ibushi, and then like, it's Kota Ibushi. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, via video package. Josh says, Nick effing Wayne. All seriousness, was really glad to be there live. Oh, awesome. How did the crowd sound on your end? I didn't think the crowd sounded that good. They were good in parts, but overall not great. No, I wrote during the Nick Wayne match, they are giving this match the respect it deserves. Mm. It was a great and loud atmosphere, but I've seen comments that we weren't very good. Yeah, I'm sorry, it didn't really come across on TV, yeah, Josh. It's bad production on AEW's part. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. I think I've sorted Streamlabs. Hey! Oh, good. Oh, yes, we met Bacon Rasher. We certainly did. Uh, much better show than last week for me. Wrestling was decent and great to see Wayne. MJF and Cole was the best part of the show. Hope this gets through. I've missed Omega Chats. Thanks for the name drop the other week. Well, I was going to say, it was one of my favourite interactions from that Money in the Bank party when he was holding his name and then just sort of raised his eyebrows <laughs> to watch me figure out, like, your son is Bacon. <gasps> your Bacon Rasher. Cheeky chappy is what he is. Fred Verst. Hello, gents. Really enjoyed last night's Dynamite. Admittedly, not as much as I've enjoyed <laughs> MS Paint, though. MS Paint is a an artist that I uh, discovered recently through a new metal podcast called the POD Cast. Mm -hmm. On their Patreon series, they review uh, like suggestions that people send in. And one of them was an artist called MS Paint uh, and their song Titan of Hope. And I've been like, this is awesome. It's so good. And so on the Monday Night War stream, I was like, people go check out MS Paint. Uh, and it's like, that's the new scene queen because I've been getting people messaging me being like, check out MS Paint on your recommendation. They are dead good. You're a, yeah, you're a thought leader, aren't you? I'm like, some, some say I'm an influencer. <laughs> Titan of Hope has been on loop since the Monday Night War live stream. Thanks for the recommendation, mm -hmm. Luke. Lisa McCullen, McMullen, sorry, has been a member for six months. Greetings from sunny Gran Canaria Whoa. watching this next to the pool. Oh. Haven't had the chance to watch yet. Can't wait to watch you. Love you guys, Jam at Jam. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you very much. So. Enjoy Grand Canaria. Tiki0082. It was a solid show overall. It was only a little bit. Uh, it was only a little bit, but excited to see what's to come for Nick Wayne. Much loves, many hugs, Tina. Very good. Uh, Dan. 
How would you end the MJF Cole angle? I love it. What if, since the tag title finals are on collision, Punk screws MJF out the win, you can do Cole Punk at All In, Punk MJF at All Out, and Cole MJF stay friends for now. Jam that jam. I hadn't even thought of that. Of, yeah, Punk costing them the match because Punk's obviously got his red bag. His Friends red bag, with FTR. His red bag of mystery. Mm-hmm. And that can play into their match. I hadn't even mm. considered Cole and Punk are all in. But that's a great idea. Yeah. There is there is this thing. Do you ever need to split them up? Could Could Adam Cole be MJF's one friend forever? I'm starting to feel that way. Matt Hennessy, loving the Cole and MJF partnership. I think whatever original plans AEW had for Cole and MJF feud, they should call an audible, have them win the tournament and beat FTR for the tag titles, have them be the most obnoxious heel team that thinks they're faces. I think they need to be faces, though. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes them an endearing team, Yeah, is they are baby faces. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hedman, member for 22 months. Speaking of Nick Wayne, I wish they would do more in the packages like they did with this week so we know who guys like Vikingo are, so I know who they are. I, I agree, I said the same thing about Ibushi mm. for just the, the overall audience. Sometimes there are guys who just do it in the ring. I, Ma- think, I, I don't think you needed a video package for Vikingo ahead of his match with Omega mm-hmm. because the second that match died, you're like, oh, that's why this guy is amazing. Matt Hennessy. That fits in line with MJF's character, someone who is scared of getting hurt, so he hurts others first. Setting up, setting us up with Cole versus MJF at Winter is Coming, with Cole beating MJF for the world title, stopping Max from leaving AEW with the title. Look at that, we've gone from like, well, will this work, Cole's a bit cool, to let's have this go until December. December. Nathan, it was on collision when the crowd chanted, this is wrestling, and Kevin Kelly says, they're not wrong, at least they've, they're perceptive, but I realised how wrong I was. Uh, also, Kota should have only debuted at Blood and Guts, could have had a few weeks of winding BCC up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Josh Salom, uh, you've, yeah, you, your name already came through, but thanks for donating very generously again. Not sure if my first one came in or not. Nick Effing Wayne, super hyped. How was the crowd from your end? I was there live, but I've seen, yeah, sad face. So yeah, yeah, it didn't, mm. didn't come through great. Uh, Blakey. I'm hoping that Bullet Club Gold wins the belts and then we get Golden Lovers versus Bullet Club Gold. would be super fun and they could play off the Kenny and Jay White history Bullet Club stuff. I think we'd have MJF and Cole versus Bullet Club Gold. With Cole. Yeah. With his Bullet Club history. Mm. Jay White versus MJF. Heel Jay White versus Babyface Max on the mic. Juice Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) Max! Max! (laughs) I'll tag to you. Uh, Justin Reed said, yes, Luke, the 4K in the arena are hardcore fans, but Ollie is right. The 850 watching at home are going to have a mix of hardcore casuals and first-time viewers. Context for who, what is <laughs> happening is needed to convert casuals to hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong on that one. But you e- even hardcore fans like me, I, I like the, 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 the sort of catch-up packages. You can I, I I agree, but they had like a video package here and put him over as a big deal. Mm. It's not like they were doing ask Kurobushi. Like they literally had a he is coming. Like this is the biggest deal it possibly can be. Mm. I I think yeah. I don't, I'm not saying that they just were like oh, what some lad. I guess mm. they made it seem like it's a big deal. So if you are a casual, like wow, who's this guy? Better tune in next week to find out who it is. And also, and again, you can tell it in the ring. 
Uh, an unknown username here who's been lost, please do let our moderators know, I said, I feel like it would have been better if BCC beat up Kenny at the beginning of the show with Pac. Elite check up on him in the back and we have a phone ring to Kota's music teasing fans. And the show, at uh, the closing of the show, Kenny reveals Kota is coming in the ring with the video. Yeah, yeah, that's better. I think, yeah, Kenny, may, maybe that's the way you do it. And Kenny says the name and you just go off air with the video package. You never come back to the ring. That could be that could have been a way to do it. You would have said, but what happened to Kenny's neck? What happened to the No, but you wouldn't have the beatdown. The beatdown. That would have happened at the start of the show. Mm-hmm. It would just be Kenny in the ring with the The I mean, the only thing there is just like it's it's playing Kota's music. If we if our argument is we need to be appealing to the casuals mm-hmm. here, playing someone's theme song is even more of a well, who is that than Well but then you, you announce what it fully is like. I think saying the name is way less than having a video package that shows who that person is. <laughs> Uh, Jake says, like Luke, I knew of Buddy Wayne through the Brian and Vinny show. It teared up a bit, that video last night, and I'm so happy for Nick to see his future in AEW. Also, I was wondering if Luke inspired the Restock Presenters shirt. It reminds me of an old Limb Bizkit t-shirt. It was your idea, wasn't it? That was face it? one, that was Andy's. Oh. oh. Uh, but Colostopia here says, Bullet Club, Bullet Club gold win, so we can have heel Bullet Club versus face MJF face in a vert conference at Cola all in. A seven man ladder match for international at all in PS. Cola and MJF had faces, so they're going to face the heel of the JAS. It seems logical for me. What? Well, so <laughs> the, the point that Colostopia is making there is that because MJF and Cole are the faces, uh-huh. they need to be going up against the heel team in the yeah. finals of the blind tournaments. Right. Yeah. But, oh, right. So. Which yeah, is why, yeah, which see, is why you see, can't have Orange yeah, Cast in Derby because then it's just four four faces mm. as opposed to two but, faces. And two. But they're saying they would then go on to win. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I understand now, but I don't think you. It matters. I think there's enough shades of grey amongst them mm. to make it work. Yeah, also, Sammy's a baby face. Uh, Tyler, MGF broke mine and my wife's heart when he said what he said. I'm sorry, but this is better than the bloodline. It is the best thing in wrestling right now. You were wrong to correct yourself, Ollie. It is the best. Their character development is magical. Yeah, I, 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 I love it too, but I do think that's hyperbolic when, when you really look at the last couple of months of the bloodline. <laughs> Uh, Anton Reinhardt has been a member for six months in a row said I thought MGF or Cole would have turned on each other already but now that it's to this point I never want this team to die mm. give them all of the belts <laughs> Dane Ray said would love for Cole's friends to hold an intervention for him saying Max is turning him to yeah. the dark side Max looks sad then turns on Cole in order to save Cole from his buddies MGF keeps his heat for turning and Cole is a remorseful baby face to Max that's one way to do it. I like the idea of bringing in like Kyle back. That could be one of the big yeah. story beats of this. Kyle comes back. What are you doing, bro? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Dirty Deeds Done Cheap says, uh, Mr. Ollie Davis, I apologize for going on topic, but you know, money. Anyway, yeah. after some thought, I've come to agree with you. Seth current gimmick is annoying, and frankly, there's more mileage with Finn or Priest as champion. Hashtag Ollie is always right. Thank you. Uh, there's two just there. Didn't oh, sorry. Should, should I do them? Because I've got them. Lucas Patterson says, I think having Nick under Derby is great. Work for uh, a few months, then have Nick and Sting turn on Derby. Ultimate swerve. Ultimate swerve. Nick and Sting turn on Derby. Can't have, maybe because you can't have Sting be no. a heel. Sting, uh, Sting can never be a heel. Blakey says, don't break the Cole MJF tag team up, but also the heartbreak on the turn is going to be amazing. It yeah. really is. Uh, and lastly here from the mayor of Painsville Dan says hi everyone hope you're all well first of all Luke is very right retro games are the best with those uh, with those save data 
with those, save data can't corrupt and be gone forever like it happened with my PS5. It's all mm. gone. Subscribe to Cutscene for actually good game, cool game info. Oh, and Dynamite was okay. Good plug there. Go over and subscribe to Cutscene Luke's other channel, please. Uh, the poll ratings are in. Thumbs up, 79%. Mid, 17%. And thumbs down, 3%. That is uh, an overwhelming thumbs up show. Mm, yeah. It, it, it's good to see. Uh, I've, I feel like this is my Kong Skull Island episode. Because uh, you didn't really like the reveal. And I also didn't really like the reveal, but I've come across as the guy that liked the reveal and is, <laughs> is defending it. But I'm not. I'm just talking about it from a different... I'm looking at it from a different side of things. Oh, no, but everyone's no, reaction to this I is feel. like, oh, Luke's an app. He's a mark. He's a shill. Why does Luke hate video packages <laughs> to announce wrestlers? <laughs> you don't always need them. Funny enough, in this one, you were saying the video package was okay. The video, the video package was great. But I, again, I'm not saying it was a good angle. I'm not saying that this was a win. Stop it with your bad takes, <laughs> Luke Owen. Uh, thank you very much for joining us here today and for all your Omega Chats. It's much appreciated. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. It's been Luke Owen, DAD. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.